0: What's going on, Richmond, Virginia? Good morning, good afternoon. It's 12 noon, and I'm Awad. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, happy hump day. Here's what's going on on a Wednesday here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. We'll check in on the Hokies for the Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth. He's got to be fired up after that Saturday night win in Blacksburg, they've got a tough task this weekend facing off against one of the top teams in the country and the top team in the ACC in the Florida State Seminoles. So we'll talk some college football with Bill Roth. Uh, my former boss, Greg Henson, now an on-air host in Michigan, 3G. will hop on the mic, talk a little Detroit Lions at 2 p.m., and we'll go around... The NFL, every Wednesday at 2.15, we drive down Richmond Highway with the czar, Gary Hess, the sports director and the voice of high school football here for 30 years in Richmond, Virginia. They've got a special show coming up right here on 910 The Fan High School Football Preview tonight starting at 6 p.m., always available around the country, also on the Odyssey app. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. Including playoff baseball. Yep, it's October playoff baseball, and that's where we will begin on the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, <laughs> this is the future. Stats, scores.
1: Highlights. Oh, are you serious? Wi Fi plus 3G, 64K. This one, this one. Sports app.
0: All right, so you have four more games today, beginning at 3 p.m. with the Rangers against the Rays in the AL wildcard, and then the NL wildcard begins later tonight at 7 p.m. But recapping yesterday's action, I mean, the Rangers came out to play as Corey Seager singles to center scoring an RBI. Marcus Simeon would also th- uh, score on a throwing error as the Rangers would go on to win 4 to nothing. Here's the call on ESPN Radio.
1: Righty to lefty, first pitch.
2: Swinging a line drive into center field, falling fast in front of Siri, and it caroms off his glove off a hop. Carter races around and scores. Siri's throw sails at third, goes into the Rangers' dugout, and it will score a second run. Zemian trots in, and it is now 4 0 Rangers on the first pitch from Davinsky in the sixth.
0: So Texas takes a 1-0 series lead. Over to the Blue Jays against the Twins. Blue Jays had a really strong season, 89 wins. But in game one, Royce Lewis hit not one but two, including this solo home run to right center as the Twins knocked off the Blue Jays 3-1. Here's the call on ESPN Radio.
2: Swinging a high fly ball right field. That's deep. Backing up Springer. He's turning. It's sailing and it's gone. He has done it again. Royce Lewis for the second time in his first postseason game has hit it out of the ballpark. This one the other way. What a start for the kid.
0: We move over to the NL wild card. Diamondbacks and Brewers was a really uh, good game. Probably the best of the uh, four playoff baseball games yesterday. And Christian Walker, unbelievable, hits a double to center field, scoring Corbin Carroll and Tommy Pham in the top of the ninth as the D-backs come back to knock off the Brewers 6-3. to three. Here's the call on KMVP.
2: And a hot shot to center. Going back, and this one is off the wall. Two more insurance runs for the Diamondbacks, and Christian Walker's into second
0: with a two-run double.
1: They lead it 6-3. to three.
0: In the Marlins matchup card against the Philadelphia Phillies, Bryce Harper did not stop when he got the sign to stop at third base. He keeps running. And it works out for the Phillies as Nick Castellanos doubles to left, scoring Bryce Harper in the bottom of the eighth as the Phillies defeat the Marlins 4-1. to Here's the call on WIP Radio.
1: The 0-1 pitch. Swung on, ripped down the left field line. That's going to be a base hit for Castellanos. Harper is off to the races around second. He's heading for third. The helmet comes flying off. They're going to wave him to the plate. The relay home is not in time. Harper scores from first as Castellanos is in at third. And the Phillies
0: take a 4-1 to lead. And here's Bryce Harper after the game talking about this team heading into the postseason. I'm not a, a big fan of the Phillies, uh, but, man, I, I do know that they are one of the most talented teams in baseball. It feels like it's going to come down to the Phillies against the Braves uh, in the NL. Here's Harper after the game.
2: So That's what this team is all about, man. We're a family in here, and, you know, it's 40,000 people out there plus 26. I started last year as well. I mean, it's just we all – you know, vibe the same way and we have such a great team, such good personalities in here that, that match so well with this fan base in the city as well. And
1: um, just a lot of fun.
0: Let's move over to the NBA here on the sports app. Season begins October 25th, and in the Eastern Conference, everyone's wondering how good Giannis and Damian Lillard can be for the Bucs. Now they waited all offseason to trade for him. I, I kind of felt like if they had done the move earlier in the offseason, it would have been much better for the Bucks. But look, training camp starts right now. Damian Lillard in a Bucks jersey. Here's Giannis forward for the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Adetio Kumpo discussing the Bucs offseason and the impact of losing Drew Holiday, but also gaining Damian Lillard. Having Dame here um, is definitely we yeah,
2: add another. Levels to our team, and we, you know, as you said, top 75, one of those guys that can score 60, 70 in any given night, all NBA, all star, you know, MVP,
0: caliber player. But at the end of the day, like, Drew was a big part of who we were, and um even with Drew, we
2: had a chance to win.
0: I do find it interesting how he's saying that Drew was also a big part of their championship team, and he's right. I mean, I don't think they win a title without the play of Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. They're going to need him to come back healthy this season. Uh, But look, they're chasing titles. They had to do everything to keep Giannis happy and in Milwaukee. That's why they have one of his brothers on the roster, even though he might not even be good enough to be in the NBA. But now you add Damian Lillard. Yeah, that'll keep Giannis happy a few years. That'll do. Uh, Sources. James Harden Expected to join the 76ers training camp in Denver, Colorado. Now, it's not immediate how clear or how soon that will be, but he is uh, supposed to participate in practice, sources told Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj of ESPN. Here's Nick Nurse after Tuesday's practice. He said, quote, I don't know that he wasn't here today. If he's here tomorrow, like we've said on everything, we will get ready to make some adjustments on everything, we'll see what happens. Look, they don't want it to be a distraction. It's a distraction. They should have traded him in the offseason. Uh, he's probably out of shape. hes I've seen nothing but videos of him going to strip clubs and, and bars and hanging out with friends. It's not like James Harden was working hard in this offseason trying to get a title. No, he was trying to get a trade uh, back to Houston. Other news in the NBA, Alonzo Ball with an interesting quote in Media Day. He said, I definitely plan on playing again. After surgery there, I feel like it's going well so far. No setbacks for me. It's just keep my head up, just doing the work. Now, he's only 25 years old, but he has not played since January 14th of 2022. And it just feels like this is an injury that might be tough for him to ever come back from. He says, I couldn't control getting hurt and not getting hurt, anything like that. It's just something that happened to me. It's part of my career He's trying to stay positive, Uh, but I'll tell you, I have never been a fan of Lonzo Ball, Lamelo Ball, LeVar Ball. I'm not a fan of the Ball family, so this is not a big story on my radar, but uh, we did see reports last year that his career might be over. He's responding to those comments at Media Day. Let's move over to the NFL here on the Sports App. Now, there was a trade earlier today in the NFL sources. Patriots acquire cornerback J.C. Jackson from the Chargers. Patriots trade with the Chargers to get J.C. Jackson to facilitate the trade. The Patriots and Chargers are reworking Jackson's contract. The remaining $9.33 million salary with New England covering around $1.5 million, and the Chargers covering the rest. Aaron Rodgers made some headlines telling Pat McAfee There's nothing normal about how I'm attacking this rehab. The common practice is about six weeks in a boot. I was in a shoe in 13 days as he has it in his mind that he could make a return later this season. Not next year, this season for the New York Jets. I have my doubts, but we'll break that down further on NFL Hits. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105. 1FM. We've got the Richmond Commander every day at 1 p.m. Question of the day What are the keys to the Commanders getting a Thursday night victory against the Chicago Bears? That's 1 p.m. We take your phone calls, 833 804 0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105 1FM, 1 live and local here in Richmond, Virginia. Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. We got a, a ton of great guests coming up on the show today. Of course, every Wednesday at 1.30, we catch up with Bill Roth, play-by-play voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies for the Cowan Gates Hokies update. That'll be at one thirty. We drive down Richmond Highway with the czar Gary Hess at 2.15. And then we'll go around the ACC with Mike Barber at 2.30, like we mentioned, at 1 p.m. The Richmond Commander, your phone calls, 833-804-0910. What are the keys to victory for the Commanders facing off against the Chicago Bears here on a short week, Thursday Night Football? And that's where we're going to get into right now with the Commander's Corner. Washington hosting the Chicago Bears for Thursday Night Football. This is a must-win game. If you want to be a playoff team, If you want to be a team that is just mediocre, that's not in the hunt for Caleb Williams, and you're not going to get a great pick, but maybe you want some positive momentum, then lose to the Bears, and then fine, you know, you'll be a mediocre team. You have to defeat the Bears on Thursday Night Football. ESPN's Seth Walden came out with this 32 bold predictions before the season, and this is why I never listen to the national guys. Stubb, take notes here, because remember, I love to tell the audience this. Trust J.P. Finley. Trust Michael Phillips. Trust uh, Matthew Paris, John Kime, Grant Danny, the Junkies. All the local guys, they're plugged into this team. The national reporters never know anything about what's going on inside the building. This is what Seth Walden said. His original prediction was that Jacoby Brissett would take over as starting quarterback by week seven. Well, he's already pivoting now four weeks into the season as he said, quote, Let's make it this. Brissett takes over at quarterback at some point this season. I was right about Sam Howell's sack problem. His 14% sack rate is the highest in the league through four weeks, and he has had interception problems too, throwing five in four games. He has made enough plays to rank 17th in QBR, though, and even had the commanders hanging with the Eagles until the end on Sunday. That will build by Howell time, but I'm still skeptical Nobody local locally is still skeptical on Sam Howell. You just can't be. After what you've seen from four weeks, yes, there have been highs and lows. We knew it was going to be a roller coaster. We all knew it was going to be a roller coaster. But the highs have been so great, including that touchdown pass to Jahan Dotson as time expired. I don't think 15 other quarterbacks in the NFL make that throw. That is an upper echelon throw for the National Football League. He has the ability to run and, and Keep plays alive with his legs, also run for first downs. The sack problem is less of a Sam Howell issue and more of a, that's a whole team issue. That's on Ron Rivera because you spent two draft picks on offensive linemen, Ricky Stromberg and Braden Daniels. We're not even talking about them. You went out and signed Andrew Wiley. We're talking about him being a disaster. Um, Nick Gates, he's been a decent player at center, but it seems like he doesn't know how to read blitzes. I can't believe he opened up the middle and let Brandon Graham go right up the, uh, the middle there to sack Sam Howell on a crucial play in the fourth quarter. The offensive line has been a bigger issue than Sam Howell. And a bigger issue than Sam Howell, also the defensive side of the football. Are you kidding me? The national reporters, they all want to talk smack about Sam Howell. How about we start talking about Jack Del Rio and that putrid defense that gave up 30 points to the Eagles, gave up 37 to the Bills, gave up 33 to the Denver Broncos. They're giving up points. They're still giving up explosive plays. A.J. Brown walked all over our defense. That's what we should be talking about. I I think Jack Del Rio's on the hot seat if we lose to the Bears. I think he's on the hot seat. Speaking of the hot seat... I hate this story just came out yesterday. Chicago Bears at the Washington Commanders. Bears coach Matt Eberflus to be fired after Thursday night football if the Bears lose to the Commanders. I mean, are you kidding me? I hate that storyline. I hate it. He's going to be playing for his job Thursday night. He's going to be coaching for his career. He's going to come up with some crazy trick plays. He's going to go for it on every fourth down. He's going to make sure his team is fired up. Like they're on speed and they start fast. That's a nightmare scenario for my commanders. Ron Rivera, Jack Dorio, Eric Bieniemy, you better have your boys ready to go because Iberflus knows his career's on the line. He's going to have them ready. Here was the quote from Peter King on an appearance in Chicago on 670 The Score. Now, this dates back to last season, but he says, quote, you cannot lose 14 games in a row and think you should hold on to your job. So I would not be surprised. If it's a bad loss on Thursday and the Bears make a change, it just would not be surprising. Now, look, the Washington Commanders have our own issues, all right? It's the defensive side of the ball. Last year, when these two teams faced off, Commanders stuck away with a victory 12-7. I don't think that's going to be the case at all on Thursday. It feels like it's going to be a higher-scoring affair uh, with both defenses giving up a a ton of yardage. The Spread right now is Commanders minus six and a half. The over/under set at 44 and a half. Uh, that tells me they think both teams will score uh, in the teens or in the 20s. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be a crucial game for the Commanders on Thursday, and it's a quick turnaround. Hopefully, they are fully prepared. Let's take a listen to wide receiver Terry McLaurin, who told reporters about the strategy preparing for Thursday night football.
2: Uh, We're not taking them lightly. Uh, We know uh, Justin Fields is coming off of a strong week.
0: Uh, They're really competitive. I feel like they're starting to get uh, better and and start getting more of a rhythm. So um, it's on us to continue to um, make it tough for him defensively and offensively capitalize um, down the field and just continue to to put scoring drives together. I think that really helps our defense when we're scoring seven points instead of three and, and, and punting. Great point there from your leader, Terry McLaurin. He just always says the right things. And look, he's right. As bad as this Bears team has been this season, well— They've still put some points on the board, including last week when they had 28 uh, against the Denver Broncos. They had 17 in a loss to the Bucks and 20 in the opening uh, season loss to the Green Bay Packers. It's going to take 21 points at least for the Commanders to win this game. And that's why it's so crucial that when this team gets to the red zone, they get into the end zone. You cannot get to the red zone and kick a field goal and expect to win games, especially at home you got to get the crowd excited, give them something to cheer for. What do they cheer for? Touchdowns. When we get to play this theme song that you're hearing right now, Hail to the Redskins. When we're screaming that, when we're all saying, Hail victory, Hail DC, that's when the crowd is in it. Then hopefully the defense will come to life. And look, this should be a bounce back game for the defense. Last year, the Commanders against the Chicago Bears, it turned their season around. All right, we talked about this briefly yesterday. I want to dive back into it just for a second here. All right, so offensively, the enemy's making a difference, right? You've already scored 30 twice. You only scored 30 once last season, the 32-21 victory against the Eagles where you had a defensive touchdown. So really, the offense never had a true 30-point game all of last season. But you look back at that Chicago Bears game, and we win 12-7. Before that, the defense was terrible. We were on a four-game losing streak. 21-17 to the Titans, gave up 25 to the Cowboys, 24 to the Eagles, 36 to the Lions. But after that Bears game, you hold Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers to 21. You hold Indianapolis to 16, all right? You hold Kirk to 20. You hold the Eagles to 21. You hold the Texans to 10. You hold Atlanta to 13. That was the turning point for the defense last season was the get-right game against the Chicago Bears. Thursday night, you should be able to bring down Justin Fields five or six times. you got to be able to sack this guy, get in his head early so he can't look downfield. He's always constantly running for his life. That's how you take care of the Bears on Thursday Night Football make Justin Fields uncomfortable from start to finish. Hopefully, it's a turning point for our defense this season with Thursday Night Football. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. The question today on the Richmond Commander is, what is it going to take? What are the keys to victory for the Commanders against the Chicago Bears? 833 804 Zero nine ten. Then I'm gonna get into the article by Sam Fortier about the highs and lows and the lessons of the commander's season so far. And I'll tell you this right now. We knew there were gonna be highs and lows. We knew it was gonna be a roller coaster in which a young quarterback would struggle, but hopefully he shines. And I will say right now, there's been a lot more shine than struggle. If you agree, I want to hear from you. 833 804 0910. Call AWOD on the fan. Don't go anywhere, don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105-1 FM. So yesterday, I wanted to mention this real quick. Yesterday I was uh, playing some tennis with some friends, and then we went out to uh, Bovine Burger Concept afterwards. Stub, amazing burgers. Love their burgers there. Uh, but we were like, damn, there's no football on TV. And I was like, are you kidding me? How is there no college football, like a smaller school or something like that? Well, starting today, starting today, there will be 49 consecutive days. 49 with either college football or an NFL game played every single day from now until November 22nd. So that's pretty cool. So you won't have to go to a bar and be like, damn, where's the football game anymore? Yeah, it's going to be on TV for the next 49 consecutive days. And we've got Thursday Night Football here locally with the Commanders hosting the Chicago Bears. We'll break that down. We'll go around the NFL right now with Mark Schofield, who joins us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. What's going on, Mark?
1: What's going on, Adam? Like you said, look, we got into the heart of the football season now because it's basically 50 days with football every day. It's a fantastic time of year, obviously leading into the holidays. So this is the best time of the year, and I'm excited to break it all down with you.
0: Absolutely. So let's start Thursday night football, uh, commanders against the Bears. I think not only should Washington win this game, but this could be the get-right game for their defense that's given up 30 points three times already this season to maybe shut the Bears down offensively, sack Justin Fields five or six times, and just have a commanding victory.
1: I certainly could be. I mean, look, the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields, you might say, look, what they did last week, even though it was a loss, that offense sort of had their get-right game, Fields throws for over 300 yards, which I believe is the first time he's done that in his NFL career. But that came against a Denver Broncos defense, which is a historically bad defense by any number of metrics. And so I think that was a get-right game for the Bears offense, but this is an opportunity for this commander's defense to, like you say, put some pressure on Fields, who has been sacked a lot throughout his NFL career, and some of those are on him. There are moments when he holds the ball too long where maybe he's trying to make too much happen or trying to create a little bit too much. There will be opportunities to get to fields. There will be opportunities for this defense to create some turnovers or even just get Sam Howell and company a short field or two to work with. And so I think you're right. This is a get-right opportunity for not just this commander's defense, but this commander's team. This could be a night where they go out, they win, they put together a good performance, and sort of shake off what they saw last week, which is obviously a tough loss in overtime to the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a homer, but I feel like this could be you know a, a, you know a season-defining victory where they win this one, they go on a bit of a three-game win streak before their rematch with the Eagles. Let's go through the Sunday slate, and that begins with another game in London. Mark, do you have any interest in going to London to watch an NFL game? Because I always say, if I go to London, I'm watching soccer, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I, have it. I love London, one of my favorite cities in the world. It's been there. I love it. I absolutely love it. But, like, like you said, if I'm going to London, I'm probably going maybe to Manchester. I'm a Newcastle United supporter. I might be going up to the Northeast to see Boy. Newcastle play at St. James's Park. I do like the sort of games in Germany now. You know, I've always wanted to get to Germany. Now, I'll I'll go watch a game, a full NFL game in Germany. But the London games, I think there's a little bit more to do. What I'm curious about in this game, though, Jacksonville's had the week now to stay in London.
0: Yeah. You know, has they, has they the NFL ever done Minnesota. that before, Mark?
1: No, this is the first time, I believe, unless I'm wrong, this is the first time where the team has had back-to-back games in London. So I'm curious if, A, that really helps them because now they're fully acclimated to the time change and everything. You know they're sort of in a routine now, or are they starting to get a little bit homesick? Do they don't right. want to come back home? Or are they getting tired of being over there? How Have they been right? eating so- fish and chips every day? <laughs> right, I mean you eating fish and chips and drinking pints left and right. You know <laughs> maybe it takes a little bit of toll on you. So we'll see how that goes. And obviously, look, Buffalo coming in, huge win against Miami. Sort of a get-right game for them, a statement win for them against the Dolphins. So this is a fascinating game, but very curious to see how the week overseas now is going to either play to or against Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, no, it really should be a good one. I, I I tell you this, I don't like the one o'clock slate at all: Texans, Falcons, Panthers, Lions, Titans, Colts, Giants, Dolphins, Saints, Patriots, Ravens. It feels like the the favorites are going to win every single one of those matchups. Do you have any one o'clock upsets?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a thin slate. It, it, what's, what's interesting is that you get sort of what? The, the four games in the afternoon slate, which, yeah. you know, there are, some which interesting are all ones exciting there, pretty but, much. <laughs> yeah, you'd like to see this get split up a little bit, but hard to know what you're going to get when you're making the schedule back in May. But in, in terms of an upset, are we calling Houston on the road? I, don't, I haven't seen the line in that game, but Houston has looked really good. You know, CJ Stroud has looked really good. You know, he's been accurate, he's been effective, he's been efficient, he's created yardage after catch opportunities. I believe the Texans second in the NFL right now in yardage after the catch as a team. So I think, you know, if you think road team going, you know, or team going on the road to Atlanta is an upset, then yeah, maybe that's the upset in the 1 o'clock slate, but it's not the best slate of early games.
0: Has there been any talk about Desmond Ritter getting pulled?
1: You know, Arthur Smith shot that down early in the week. So, no, 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 he's still our quarterback. But the fact that he's having to address that question tells you where that team is at right now. Because you watch that game Sunday, you watch this offense throughout these first couple of weeks, and it's clear that the passing game just is not working. And a lot of it falls on Ritter. You can see moments where there are routes that are open and he's either late to get his eyes there or he's late to make throws Or even there are moments when they've got something open, say, in the intermediate area or even underneath, but he wants to push it downfield. He wants to make the overly aggressive decision when he's passing it up, maybe the layup or, you know, the the jumper inside the key and taking the deep three from behind the arc to use sort of a basketball analogy. The fact that Smith is having to address him and say that, look, you know, we're still going to go forward and you see where this passing game is lacking right now on film, makes me think that, yeah, it might not happen this week, but unless he starts executing this offense and making some of these throws that are there to be made, we might see a switch.
0: Mark, has there been any talk about Taylor Swift coming to Minnesota this weekend for the Chiefs game against the Vikings?
1: No, there hasn't been any talk of that. Actually, Travis Kelsey was on his podcast with his brother Jason saying, look, all right, this is a bit much. The NFL and media outlets cover the Taylor Swift stuff too much. You know, I, I will say credit to Taylor Swift, though. I mean, if you're going to subject yourself to the Bears offense one week and then the Jets offense with Zach Wilson the second week, you must really like Travis. I mean, those are two tough offenses to watch, although credit to Zach Wilson. he had a pretty good game Sunday night. But there's been no talk of a trip to Minnesota. Maybe there's a scheduling conflict or something, but we'll see when Taylor Swift gets to her next NFL game.
0: I think Travis might be saying, "Hey, I don't want you to come to this game because I didn't really play well in front of you and all your friends on Sunday night. He had that great first quarter and then disappeared."
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he's kind of saying, "Hey, look, you know, th- th- this this media attention is drawing too much coverage in my direction." I mean, if you're a, a corner or safety now, you're thinking, "Hey." I want to sh- all the cameras are going to be on Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift's eyes are going to be on Travis Kelsey. I'm going to shade myself in that direction. Maybe I can make a play and, you know, one of her friends or something can pay attention to me. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you know, Kelsey said, look, you know, I, I need to put some numbers up. Let, let, let's take a week off from coming to see me play in person. Maybe I can have myself a nice game.
0: Yeah, you know what, what drives me crazy is she walked in. With Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, and Wolverine. And it's like they were nobodies. And I'm like, are right. you kidding me? Like, these are A-listers. I love Ryan Reynolds. Give me Hugh Jackman all day. And they didn't even, nobody talked about them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, look, we had to write that she was there at SB Nation. And I suggested the headline: you know, Wrexham football owner attends NFL game <laughs> along with some of his friends. But I wanted to, like, play to Ryan Reynolds in this one, because obviously everybody's going to throw Taylor Swift's name in the headline. But, you know, they had everybody there. I mean, Kendall Roy was there as well. The oldest son was there in attendance. That was a a star-studded game Sunday night.
0: It was fun, man. I appreciate you taking the time to join the show, man. Thanks, Mark.
1: Thanks so much, Adam. Have a good
0: one. Yep, that's Mark Schofield. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910. The Fan now at 105, 1 FM. All right, so I teased this on Michael Phillips' show. In case you didn't hear it, I'm going to admit something that I do every single day that is disgusting and embarrassing. But here's why I'm going to admit it. Because 63% of Americans also do it too. So 63% of the audience members are just as disgusting as as insane as AWOD. That story coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910, and 10, the fan now at 105, one FM. We got a lot still to get to on the show today. We will of course preview commanders against the bears. That's Thursday night football with a special guest, Logan Paulson, former commanders tight end, We'll hop on the show at 1.15, give his thoughts on the Thursday night football game. Talk a little Hokies with Bill Roth on the Cowan Gates Hokies Update every Wednesday at 1.30. And then, of course, we'll talk some local high school football here in Richmond and the high school football game of the week that can be heard right here on 910 The Fan on Friday night with Coach Criswell alongside Gary Hess. Gary will join me at 2.15, and he's got a special show their Thursday night football preview show that usually airs, of course, on Thursday night, is going to actually air tonight, Wednesday, at 6 p.m. So you definitely want to tune into that right here on 910 The Fan. It's Awad alongside Stubb. Stubb, how are you doing today, man? Are you, are you prepared for this segment? I'm about to drop a bomb on you.
2: Uh, I'm a little worried based off of the prep that we've been doing for this segment. So
0: I've, I've told the audience at 1245, I will admit that I do something that is disgusting. I am embarrassed that I do this. And you know what? I do it multiple times a day, multiple times a day. If you're listening right now, all right, I'm going to admit something that I do. That's embarrassing. If you also do this, I want to hear from you. 833-804-0910. Just pretend it's a couple of boys, a couple of friends having a conversation. It's just some locker room talk here on the fan. You know, we're just shooting the stuff. All right, Stubb? Okay. I will admit that the disgusting thing that I do every single day is I take my mobile phone to the toilet. When I take a dump, I take my phone out every single time. Every single time. I've never taken a doo-doo, never taken a number two, and not had my phone on me. There's just something about when I sit down, my mind is racing, and I have to be on my phone. And a study came out that says that 62% of Americans take their smartphones to the toilet, which can have serious health consequences. Smartphones carry more germs than toilet seats! And they can cause infections. Germs can survive on your phone screen for up to 28 days. That's a month of farts right on your phone screen there. Because you're taking your phone to the toilet to use the restroom. It's disgusting, but you know what? I have to admit it. I do it every time. I do it twice a day sometimes. I carry my mobile phone to the toilet knowing that it poses a risk of contamination and cross-contamination due to the exposure to germs and bacteria in all the bathrooms around the country. There's not one bathroom that's clean enough for you to take your phone out. There are more germs on your phone than on the actual toilet seat where your buttocks is sitting. And you know what? I'm such a disgusting person that I do it multiple times a day. If you're out there and you agree, 833-804-0910. People, I know some people that do it and they say, oh, but I clean my phone regularly. Well, that's not enough. And it's also going to be difficult to clean your phone without damaging it. Taking phones to the toilet can also lead to prolonged sitting, which could be giving you a risk
2: for hemorrhoids and other muscular I, problems. I, I, I'm a little underwhelmed. I think you're weird if you don't. Really? What are you doing in there?
0: Well, that's my question. Like, honestly, are you reading a book? And then your
2: book is gross. (laughs) I know,
0: I know, right? That that old, dusty (laughs) book smells now like doo-doo. Well, here's the thing is that growing up, I was, before smartphones, right? I was born in 92, so for the first 14 years of my life, I didn't have a phone. When I would go to the restroom, my dad had a stack of magazines. Right? Like Rolling Stones. If I was lucky, there was a Sports Illustrated in there, a bunch of magazines and stuff. And y- you need something to do. You right? need something. Well, you need something to do. And like, if honestly, you might be a sociopath. You might be a crazy person if you just get out there and you just ponder your
2: thoughts. I, I mean, are you kidding me? I think 63% is low. You I think we got some liars. you think we got some, some lying liars, liars the out there. Because, there's no way it's that low. Li- like, I know, I've always known the phone is the worst germiest substance yeah, in the world. But you do I'm it. I'm building my immune system.
0: <laughs> is that what it? Is? So, how, here's the question: How long after you sit down is the phone
2: out, out of your pocket into your hand? Um. Oh, it's it, it's in my hand while I'm sitting. Really? Like I'm walking oh, to the no, bathroom. No, no. Phone in hand. Have
0: to, I have to. sit and I have to release and I and then I'll pick up my phone. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's from
2: walking to the bathroom until it's wipe time. Really? Yep.
0: Really, man. I here's what I do know is that. There is a big risk for contamination. The article says that there is a potential risk for cross-contamination because carrying your phone into the bathroom uh, could lead to touching the floor, touching the handle, touching uh, the when you flush. All of that can transfer fecal matter and bacteria onto the surface of your phone that you're then touching with your thumbs all day long. It's disgusting. And, And you know what? I can't go to the bathroom without it. I can't.
2: I'm bored. I I I'll take a dump in this office. I, I'm taking my phone.
0: <laughs> Hold on, Stubb. Don't go. Don't go that far. <laughs> so here's what the article says. All right. One of the foremost concerns when it comes to taking your mobile phone. I, who calls it a mobile phone? We're talking about smartphones. Yeah. We're talking about iPhones here. All right. No Droid lo- list losers. Listen to this program because uh, the. Odyssey app doesn't work well on droids. It works better on iPhones. But they say bringing your phone to the toilet is hygiene. All right? The biggest concern is hygiene. Bathroom particles, including uh, public restrooms, are hotbeds for germs and bacteria. When you bring your smartphone into this environment, it becomes exposed to these microorganisms, which can then transfer to your hand and then to your face. Afterwards, if you use your phone, that's another thing. If you use your phone all right, on the toilet, and then make a phone call and hold that thing up to your ear, you're crazy. That's That's why you got to have AirPods. Speaking of AirPods, mine are so disgusting. Like, do you see how many, like, there's black stuff in here. What the hell is that, dude? Also, I'm missing one of my pods. What the, this is a crisis. This is a national crisis.
2: I'm, I'm down a pod, too. You're down a pod, I'm down too? a pod. With the one it's, pod, brother. It's brothers? somewhere in Blacksburg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. But here's the thing. It's like, when I read this article, I, I thought, man, you're right. 63% of the people in this country are just like me. They sit on the toilet, and they've got their phone out. And they're playing games. Now, I, I will say, I'm big on Twitter. On, yeah, when I'm on there,
2: that's that's, that's the your go-to. big one. Mm-hmm. I
0: used to play games. Now I can't do that anymore. No, I, I don't really play many games on my phone anymore.
2: They're not good anymore. Yeah, that's no. the problem. They, it's like half ads. Yeah, and then the other half is is nothing. And to be good at these games, you gotta like pay
0: extra for things. Yeah, like I used to play Clash of Clans, and then it became oh. If you're a little rich kid and you spend two hundred dollars, you get the best you're characters. Right. You're right? Using
2: your gems. Yeah, yeah. It's unfair. I, yeah, there's no doodle jumps and angry birds anymore. No,
0: no. And with smartphones, you know, Tetris doesn't hit like it does when you're using a keyboard. You know, yeah.
2: and and I was I was gonna bring up. You know, we we I was saying we were building our immune system. Yeah, we did both just get sick. Yeah, we I know. Were both <laughs> I know. Within the last two weeks, I know.
0: You know why we got sick? Because we're using our phones <laughs> on the toilet. All right, all the bacteria, the germs are out there. The article said it says serious health consequences. I was out for three days. Yeah, I know. About serious health consequences. My goodness. But here, but here's the thing is that's why I brought this up. I can't stop. I yeah, can't it's, stop.
2: It's too late. There for are
0: me. times because I. This isn't the first article that I've read that tell. It's kind of. It should be obvious, right? Bathrooms are disgusting, especially a public bathroom, right? Mm -hmm. I don't even want to be in there myself. I, 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 I'm gonna call out one of my friends. My friend Patrick, raw dogs, toilets, and public restrooms. He doesn't wipe the seat
2: down. Oh, oh! I remember
0: you saying that. Oh my gosh, dude! I couldn't believe when he told me that story. I said, dude, I wipe it down multiple times.
2: Yeah, because you you look at some of those and there's there's some non-white colors on those seats. Oh,
0: yeah. It's not all going to be sparkling white. No, no. No. And so sometimes then I will even leave the toilet paper down. You know what I mean? Where You just kind of leave. I don't do that. You don't leave that? That's
2: scary. I don't like that. See,
0: I like I do want a little more of a cushion. So I feel like because some toilet seats are freezing cold and that is never fun. (laughs) Oh, we do have a caller. 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. 833 804 833 Are you willing to admit that you do something disgusting every single day? 833-804-0910. The study said that 63% of people take their smartphones to the toilet, which can have serious health consequences. 833-804-0910. Who do we got on the phone lines All right, here? We got Greg from Ashburn. Greg from Ashburn. Greg, you're on the fan.
1: Hey, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty also, uh, AWAT. I, uh, I'm, a am a, I'm a phone taken in the bathroom person too. I, uh, I, uh, actually, I, I feel like there's probably more harmful. Things in the... Back. I mean, what about your toothbrush? <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine what what that thing's like. Yeah. But um, yeah, back in the day, before phones, I could probably tell you every ingredient in shampoo. <laughs> um, that was probably my, my go-to reason. <laughs> but now, yeah, that's what I do. I get in there with my phone, man, and I and I, and I take my time.
0: Yeah, I know. Do you feel disgusting doing it though?
1: I do yeah I, I do and and the bad thing is I get on there like you I get on there and I get on Twitter and I start bashing people for not wearing masks
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got fecal matter running through your blood <laughs> oh, that's man. right that's right oh man, oh, man. Hey, good but, call Hey, let me ask let me don't a feel
1: like the low Ranger.
0: yeah let, let me ask you a question though all right when was the last time that you wiped your phone screen down?
1: Oh geez, man! I, now that's that would be embarrassing to answer. That's what oh, I don't remember the last time. To be oh. honest with you.
0: Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I, I usually wipe mine down like once a month, maybe once a week. I once a week's probably a stretch.
2: I, yeah. am probably a month, maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man, these are disgusting yep. things. I appreciate you admitting it, man. Hi boss. Yep, thanks for chiming in. Phone lines are open, eight three three eight oh four zero nine ten. Don't go anywhere, don't change that dial. We'll be right back.